Early evening tea is always an agreeable occasion, but especially pleasant on a Sunday. This is due to the fact that it is the holiest day of the week. By way of inviolable law, enacted with the best of intentions, I am certain, passes the slowest and consequently in the least stimulating fashion. Since was the case on a particular Sabbath day in March of 1891, corresponding with the outbreak of the horrific London Terror Murders, an episode occupying a lofty place in the annals of all black deeds ever committed in the long memory of the ancient regal city, higher even than the infamous affair with the Ripper. I recall the day being a principally uneventful melancholy sort, grey and windless. I loafed about my apartment all morning and visited a recuperating friend in the afternoon, returning home at the onset of dreary twilight, bearing the angst of a man who has exhausted all serious business far before the day is spent. Try as I might to keep my mind occupied, however, the boredom became unbearable, and my humour suffered. My mood, I should note, did steadily improve as the small hand of the clock dial approached its middle station, an occurrence which invariably coincided with Mrs. Hudson, my gracious landlady, appearing through the door bearing a silver tray with steaming teapot, along with warm scones, as well as fresh copies of the evening times, all for the pleasure and amusement of myself and my esteemed companion and fellow lodger, Mr. Sherlock Holmes. As the hues of the night gathered, the kind lady made her timely entrance with her faithful tray. A lamp was lighted at our backs, and with its steady brilliance behind us and the glow of the fire in the grate before us, we were afforded ample light for our long evening of digesting all the printed news at our disposal. I reached first for the edible contents, my friend for the inedible, namely a white envelope, which sat atop one of the copies of the paper, an act quite justifiable, as it bore his name upon it in letters black and bold. As I watched, he silently read its contents, then, after indulging in a small private laugh, he turned his attention to the paper. Two more terror murders, Watson,' said my friend a few moments later. "'These done by clubbing. Nasty business.' Holmes, please, I protested, not yet halfway through my buttery pastry. The previous day's paper had been sufficiently graphic as to leave me unnerved. It recounted the mutilated condition in which the first two terror murder victims were found. There was reported in the same edition a second grisly crime, an equally appalling narrative involving the demise of one Mr. Richard Corkwright, a lawyer found strangled in his Merton office with a bloated white face and deep red welts around his neck. Such accounts of man's inhumanity to man are sufficient to compel even the most hardened heart to wonder at the state of the world. My friend went on, paying my plea not the slightest heed. The three and four of rods were found on them, apparently from the same Italian deck previously used. You recall, Watson, the brother's new quest found yesterday mercilessly stabbed and left with il unidispads and il due dispads pinned to their faces? Strangely, or perhaps appropriately, the two latest victims were also brothers, Larry and Robert Dornbeck, the unfortunate's names. Annoyed at Holmes' insensitivity, I patiently finished my confectionery treat before responding. I'm afraid such events are more unnerving than amusing to us regular citizens. You, I'm sure, are fascinated with the particulars. Quite so, Watson, quite so, said Holmes from behind his paper. It does, however, present you with a sore dilemma. 
"'A dilemma, you said, Watson?' quoth my friend innocently. "'Yes, Holmes,' I answered. "'Lacking time to pursue two investigations, "'you are forced to choose between the Corkright case "'and that of the terror murders.' The paper came down in a flash, and I beheld my friend's smiling countenance. Ah, there you err, my dear Watson, for my time is plenteous, with very little occupying it. No inviting prospects in the concert halls, nor in the small theatres which I frequent. My assistance has already been officially requested by Inspector McVeigh concerning the Merton murder, and, with regard to the so-called terror murders, well, the gauntlet has been thrown down.